Good morning. Okay. I want you to give yourself a number. 10 being incessantly thankful. Not forgetting anything, but saying thank you always. Like in everything, like the Bible says, in everything give thanks. You can give yourself a 10 if you do that every time. If, if you're pretty thankful, you know, and you're wanting to grow, maybe a seven, six, seven. So give yourself a number. You never mess up. Never, never forget to say thank you. You get a ten. But give, put put a number there. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to tell your number. We're not going to share our numbers. Whoa. Okay. We got. She's very positive. So what if, when you were tested, and we all get tested, daily tests, what if you learned to thank God in the midst of every test, and he took those tests and literally turned them into testimonies? Because that's what God does with a test if we respond to it well. It will become a testimony. What if at your workplace you were known as someone who was always thankful, that you weren't a whiner at work? What if couples chose? What if you decided today, or maybe you already decided this, why don't we see how thankful we can be toward one another in the days ahead? What if you decided, I'm not going to whine anymore. I am going to not complain. I'm going to thank God instead. What, what if you, and you found it was even more fun than whining. Can you bring the kids back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if young adults decided to thank their parents for what they gave them rather then tell them about the things they didn't. So you can tell what theme we're going after. We're going after the theme of gratitude. And Jesus, it says in Luke 17, on the way to Jerusalem. So he's heading to the cross. He will never pass through this region again. He's between Samaria and Galilee. He'll never go there again. So, there are ten people who have an exclusive relationship with one another, not because they exclude other people, but the other, other people exclude them. In fact, they can't be with other people. They may get stoned if they get close to Jesus. So they keep their distance. They're lepers. They're castaways. And they say, Jesus... Master, have mercy on us. And one command changes their destiny. What was the command? Go show yourself to the priests. What authority? They turned. They began. Bango. Ten people healed. How dramatic can you get? So one turns around, 
And the others are thinking, where are you going? Well, don't you want to go back and say thank you? Well, he doesn't expect us all to go back, does he? He knows I want to go tell my parents. I want to go tell my family. I've got a good friend I've been waiting to go fishing with, and this is going to make it possible. Do you really think, well, don't you want to go back? So one is praising God, and it says he's shouting in Luke 17 as he comes back. He falls at the feet of Jesus, and he's just thanking him, thank him, thank him, thank him, for changing his life. And Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Go. But then he, he gives him three questions. Listen to these three questions. Weren't there 10? This is Jesus asking, where are the nine? Has only one come back to give thanks? This foreigner. So we learned some things in those questions. And I'm going to say Six things about ingratitude and six things about gratitude. I want, like I think you do, I want to be more grateful, don't you? Don't you want to have a grateful heart? Don't you want to be known as a person of gratitude rather than entitlement? So the first thing about ingratitude is that it is noticed in heaven. It's not a little thing. It's not a, it's not a lesser sin. Heaven takes note. And one word, a little word, separates sheep from goats. Inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me, and they're thinking, really? I don't remember we did that much. Yeah, you did. Inasmuch as you did it, say it, not. Not. Little word. To the least of these, you did it not. What do you mean? We did it not. Yeah, we did it. The word not separates people for eternity. The impropriety of omission is seen in heaven. God takes note when we didn't say thank you. Ingratitude is not a little thing. Ingratitude disconnects us from Jesus. That's the second thing about ingratitude. Gratitude keeps, us, keeps the flow going of the miraculous. So he gave thanks and he got to Jesus. Jesus gave him another word, didn't give to the others. There's a connection with Jesus that there wasn't with nine. Ingratitude cut them off from Jesus. That would have to come back. It would have set them on a chain because you go from gratitude to gratitude. Once you get in the routine, you get in the rut, this good rut, you find yourself saying thank you more. But if not, you're disconnected from Jesus. 
Ingratitude closes your heart to receiving. You have hardening of the arteries. Here is the younger brother, and he's saying, just make me a servant. I don't care. I just want to be here. And what happens? He gets piled on. Things that he wanted out in the far country, he gets when he comes home. He gets a ring. He gets shoes. He gets clothes. That's what he went out in the far country for, a party and fancy clothes, and he comes home. He, I'm crazy. Why did I leave? And then you got an elder brother who's saying, look. That's what he calls his dad. Look. He didn't even call him father. All these years I've slaved for you and never disobeyed your commands. Come on. Give me a break. You're disobeying one right now. He said to get in from the field, and you're staying on the field. This guy's out of touch, yet you have never. He used the word never with a father who's going to say, my son, everything is yours. All that is mine is yours. You got the farm. He's so generous, and this guy is entitled. He thinks he deserves it all, and he gets nothing because of what? Ingratitude. Whoa, ingratitude is not a little thing. Ingratitude is a big thing. Ingratitude can set your heart toward perversion. Listen to this. Romans 1, 21. For although they knew God, they did not honor God or, do you know the next phrase? Or give him thanks. They knew God. See, they, they knew him, but they chose not to honor him, and they chose not to say thank you. And it spiraled them down into perverse things. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals. They went nuts. Why? Romans 1, 21 and 22. They, they got nuts. Because of ingratitude. Ingratitude will turn you perverse if you're not careful. Ingratitude has strange company. Jesus said the Father is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. I wouldn't have put those two words in the same sentence. Ungrateful and wicked, but Jesus did. Ingratitude and wickedness are seen as similar things by Jesus and his Father. Finally, ingratitude, there are people who want to thank you for that, I'm sure. Your wife. Yes, your wife. Okay. Yes. The most. That's true. Ingratitude, unfortunately, puts us in the enemy's camp. Because you've got a created being who was created more beautiful, more regal, with more authority than any other person who has ever been created. Lucifer, light bearer, Luce. Luke's light, 
He was the bearer of light. He's called the son of dawn. He was real. He was so beautiful. He was so handsome. that he said, I guess I don't have to stop here. Let's go for more. Rather than saying thank you for what he had and enjoying, he could have enjoyed creation. Do you know that he has never once thanked a demon for anything that they've done for him? He's a miserable person, person to work for. He doesn't thank him. Yeah, yeah. He has never said thank you in his existence. Since he, he, he went for more, and now he's the lowest of all created beings. He's the absolute lowest. He's a groveling snake. And he hates the people that work with him. He's called a father in the Bible. And he takes his children. Remember when Paul said, you are the the son of the devil. He was literally a son of the devil. So he takes his children. He took Judas. It appears that Satan himself invaded Judas. It says Satan entered him. Satan doesn't enter all people. He got plenty of demons to do that. Maybe millions. But it says Satan entered Judas. Then what did he do to him? He destroyed him. That's what he does to his kids. He's not thankful. And ingratitude puts us in bad company. So I'm sorry I gave you all this bad news. Now I'm going to give you the good news. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Now for the gratitude. Gratitude is contagious. That's my main point. I'm going to give you six things. Gratitude makes you good looking. Beautiful. It does. A grateful person just is more fun to look at. They beam. They shine. The light of Christ is there. They're glowing. Even in dark times, they're choosing to say thank you. And my, that makes them more appealing, more beautiful. Gratitude enables you to embrace grace because you don't feel entitled. People who are thankful are not among the entitled crowd. They're among the crowd that are, are, are just appreciating God and what he's doing in the midst of difficult times. And so they say, thank you. And bangle, grace comes to them. They receive more. And you say it again, thank you. And you get more. And you're, you're, getting, you're getting piled on. Gratitude, and I got a great story to tell about this one, connects you with the people that you're grateful for. When you say thank you, when Karen, she, I really did work hard. I'll tell you, I worked hard this last week. And Karen said, you don't know how much this means to me to see you caring for my parents. I get choked up saying that to you now. And when she said that, it drew us together. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, don't you? Because when you say something like that to your spouse, you just pull together. I just felt, I wanted to hug her because she she noticed and she was grateful for what I did. And Jacob Lage, do any of you know Jacob Lage? You you wouldn't remember him. Uh, I was mentoring a group of guys at 5.30 on Tuesday nights. They would come early and we'd meet together, 
and I, Jacob was going home for Thanksgiving. You know Jacob? Did you? Okay. Jacob, uh, I said, uh, what are you doing? I'm going home down to Iowa. I said, you looking forward to it? No. Why not? Because my parents don't talk about spiritual things. It's just not fun to go home. I said, okay, you ready for an assignment? He said, okay. I said, write a letter, write it out in freehand, a letter of thanks to your parents, your mom and dad, and write it out because you're going to give it to your mom and she's going to keep it for the rest of her life. Will you do that? He said, yes. He did it. He showed it to me. It was a full page plus the half on the other side. I said, everything you can think of. So he took it home. He gave it to his parents. I have seen them since then four times. This was, this was 15 years ago or so. I've seen them four times. Every time, I'm not exaggerating, every time they mention the letter and they mention that it changed their home. They said that changed our whole home. Jacob agrees. It changed their home. Gratitude changed the home. Because he was willing to express it. What happened? More communication. Just what he wanted. More love. More freedom. More joy. He did it when he felt entitled not to do it. But he, he got an assignment. And he couldn't get, around, couldn't get out from it. So he did it. And they are so thankful for their son. And he's thankful for parents whom God changed and did a miracle. Why? Because of gratitude. Gratitude connects you. It'll connect you to parents. It'll connect you to children. It'll connect you in the workplace. It's a, it's a powerful thing to use with other people. Gratitude, this is the fourth thing. Gratitude and generosity are siblings. Did we hear that verse today? It seemed like somebody... Reddick, I think I, oh, I think I heard it in, in, our, uh, in our class this morning. Listen to this. You will be enriched. This is 2 Corinthians 9, 11, and 12. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. There's generosity. There's thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it's also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. So where there's generosity, there's thanksgiving. Where there's thanksgiving, there's generosity. The two, they're just, they like to be together. It's interesting because, sorry, grab the mic, trying to get her. Um, it's interesting because you would think when you receive, you would overflow with thanksgiving. But that says when you are giving, you, will, you end up overflowing in thanksgiving. Yes. Which is really cool. That is very cool. Yeah. And isn't that true? Don't you find that? When you have a generous heart, you are more generous with your words. Because you see the joy of generosity, and then it overflows into Pastor words. Pastor Nate said that this week's quoting a, a, a young, the wisdom of a young scholar who said, it's better to say, 
please. No, better say thank you more than please. Which, which was your daughter. Yeah, yeah, I was quoting Kaylee when she was like seven. She says, you should have more thank yous than pleases. Wow. Number five, Thanksgiving lifts our spirit. It's like what we've already said, but it, it lifts us. When we're down, a word of saying thank you will, will actually lift us up. It'll buoy us up if we say thank you. You know it will. You know it will. To be a victim, and we live with so many victims, it's easy to be feeling victimized like by this job or this situation, this marriage, this circumstance. And so we don't give thanks, and it doesn't lift our spirits, so we dig our hole deeper. Uh, finally, Thanksgiving, it puts wind in our sails. So it, it enables us to uh, get there. Just picture this guy who's coming back just shouting praises. He's shouting them. He's just so grateful, and he wants to express it. And that expression of it brings him to Jesus. He touches Jesus. He gets close to Jesus. He gets affirmed by Jesus. So now he's connected to Jesus. And man, he's ready to go. The other guys are saying, well, I, I got to get home. I got to see. I got to let them see first. He doesn't expect us. He did expect them. He expected them to turn around and give thanks. So uh, I want to be a thank. Yeah, do you, are you? Do you want to share? One quick thing. Go for it. At that, after that, as he came, the one came back, and Jesus said, "Didn't he say, you'll be made whole?" I mean, the others were healed, but he was made whole. Ooh, he, yeah. He got the greater blessing. Yeah, he did. Because of his grace and understanding. That's true. He. He said, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. He didn't say that to any of the others. And, and, and did, it say, did it say well or whole? Well, it, it says, my translation, it says well, but others maybe, maybe say, uh, uh, below it says your, your faith has saved you. So it, it could be, yeah, yeah. When people make a list of the things they're most grateful for in their life and the things that have been the hardest in their life, oftentimes they put them on the same list. And so mm. we come to a point where we might not thank them for the trial, but what God has done in the trial there you go. becomes something that we can be most grateful for because we like the fruit that still comes from it. Yeah. So they end up in both areas. Excellent, 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 yes. When secular world sees godly principles and accepts them, so there's tons of studies on thankfulness, but one study showed like it was anxiety and depression, and they had somebody do a survey, and then every night before bed, you're supposed to have three things you're thankful for, and every night you got to do that. And then after two weeks, they do the survey again, and across the board, people had less anxiety and less depression. Two weeks is all wow. it took. Wow, wow, powerful. So I'm going to pronounce the blessing, benediction over you. We're going to thank God for the food. 
and then I'd like you to find someone else, one person or a couple people, and uh, pray this together. Pray for one another that you will really get good at gratitude, that gratitude will become something that you're really known for. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you were known for your gratitude? Man, when I think of that guy, I think of gratitude. And it, it's always coming out of his mouth. That's, that's what I'd like them to say about me. I, I, they're not saying that yet, but I think, you know, maybe they, they will in the next couple of years. So uh, I thank you, Father, that you are so kind to us, so gentle. Even to the wicked, you are kind and the gentle. And so uh, we are in your family. And I pray that we would get good at gratitude and that we would grow in the days ahead, and that uh, heaven would notice a change. And that uh, in our marriages, we would get stronger. With our children, we would be more grateful with them. In our, in our workplace, with our neighbors, we want to learn. And we thank you for raising up Lydia House, and we thank you for the joy that we have together, and that we can be together today and share, eat together, enjoy one another. And uh, we bless this day. And, and I bless you, and I say the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.